Hook him up with he and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn. I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes. Oh man, Ty taking us back to our childhood with the uh, monster, from monster Mash. And record players stumbled us into a conversation earlier in the morning about uh, how our Monster Mash record led to Kiss Records with all the makeup, which led to me getting to, into some music I probably didn't need to listen to when I was seven, eight years old, Rod. Yeah, the, uh, the first inappropriate music that you were introduced to way too young because it was probably inappropriate for your age. You were eight or Kiss. nine years old. Yeah, for me it was... Kiss Destroyer. Ghetto Boys <laughs> at like eight or nine years old, taking my brother's... Uh, I think he was getting albums back then. That's how old he was. So I you was have like, a five, brother that's five years older than you. I have a brother older. that's not even, like, we're Irish twins, so he's not even two years older than me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you were able, so I'm sure you got, like, some, oh. some skin mags and some things. Oh, I got all the good stuff. Yeah, I got a chance to, because uh, he would, uh, like, get, like, VHSs and stuff Whoa. like that. Mom. So I got a chance to get in, in some real, like, inappropriate movies as a young kid that I wasn't supposed to see. So really shaped my, my youth. Uh, having an older brother that I can, and, I, he, and of course I would get beat up every time I stole some stuff from him too, because he would get in trouble for leaving That's why you're out. so fast because you my, could then yeah, run. My mom would be mad that I'm listening to NWA. Uh, then she'd be like, it's your fault you're listening to NWA because you shouldn't be listening to it. And then he'd get in trouble and then he'd come beat me up. And then, yeah, the circle of life. So that was fun. Circle of life. Uh, but, yeah, so it led us to a conversation about, hey, so what uh, music band or artist did you probably uh, hear way too young that you probably shouldn't have been listening to? We got some nice responses. Got some there. good ones. Oh, man, great ones. People some. were taking the walk down memory lane. Oh, man, yeah. Because mine, my brother and I were a similar age, so, but we had a cousin and an uncle that were. The cool uncle. The cool uncle. Yeah. My mom has seven. She's one of seven. The cool uncle, And man. the youngest, well, the youngest is Bridget, but Tim's the youngest boy. And uh, But then we had a cousin, Sean, who lived right down the street, who was kind of between my brother and Tim. Mm-hmm. So he became the conduit to all this music and yeah, so for sure, when I'm six, seven, eight years old, on the mean streets of Akron, it was on. It's just two live crew for me. Two uh, live crew band yeah. in the USA. Wow. It yeah, says, E, are you still a member of the Kiss Army? Uh, not really. Two live crew. I did, but as I, as I went from that into, you know, the 80s, I did become a big fan of Motley Crue, who were kind of similar, but my mind better. Yeah, yeah. And they had, some of, they had some of the makeup stuff going, but not as much. Like Mick Mars would wear a bunch of stuff. and But they were just, they, they were just, they were a California, L.A. rock and roll band. Like yeah. they lived the rock and roll lifestyle. Yeah. Not that the Kiss didn't. But Kiss Tune was Kiss was a little more costumey. This is, they were trying to create this uh, this lore this lore about them. Yeah. Right? they were trying to create this. But then, uh, as I'm a teenager, I really persona. did like Molly Crew, and I loved yeah. Van Halen. That was the cool part because Kiss began it. But then, because of my cousin and my uncle, then it was Aerosmith and Van yeah. Halen, and this yeah. uh, like the good Van Halen, right? Yeah. Not that there's bad Van Halen, but but, but no, anything Eddie does is great. That's your that was your candy cigarette. Yeah, man. So that that type, that genre, and you were like, oh man, I need a little bit more. I need the real thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you went from was, Kiss. To, was. The, to, to deeper. No, I, I remember. I think everybody has that rite of passage where I don't know how you got a hold of that music or who exposed you to it. Maybe you were hanging out with a cool uncle and they just let you jam whatever they were jamming. And you were like, this is legit. I don't know. I gotta, that's Fraggle Rock uh, 
tunes I've been jamming. That's not the way better. to go. <laughs> I want to listen to this stuff. That's this is what the adults yeah. are listening to. So, yeah, no doubt about that. Well, and also Halloween, of course, got us talking about the phases of Halloween for adults. A lot of you out there, I got, I'm, I just had my first kid, so I got a while. I got like a couple, a few years before I can dress the kid up, then take the kid out of Halloween, and then you can enjoy Halloween as an adult and steal candy from the kids. That's probably the last phase of enjoying Halloween. But the first phase is a kid. God, this is a top three holiday if you're a kid. Candy. Candy is currency when you're a child. Your parents, they usually don't even let you have candy. Definitely not massive amounts, gratuitous amounts of candy. Now you get lots of candy. They let you have it on your own. You get to stash it in your room and take it to school, all this kind of stuff. And you get to dress up. Dress up. And candy in the same uh, holiday. It's an, and it might fall on a weekday, and then you get to stay up late too, or you get to leave school early. Man, Halloween is just the best. Only Christmas is better if you're a kid. Is it? I threw fourth for me. Fourth of July was always big. I enjoyed the picnics and the fire trucks. That's cool. cool. You're right about that. I love. It was just summer. It was just you weren't. You didn't have school the next day. You know. That's Uh, true. So fourth of July was always a big one for me. But uh, growing up, and I like fireworks and booms and pops and that kind of stuff. Uh, fireworks are big for kids because they like to see. Yeah, get them all excited. Sparklers and then transition into playing with black cats. You're right. (laughs) Playing with fireworks. You're right. That's that's true. Because my Fourth of July probably will be in the top three for kids as well. And all of a sudden, you transition from like plastic guns into like smoke bombs and black cats. You're like, oh man, this is cool. Fire. Yeah, you basically, ba- <laughs> yeah, you're right. You become like an amateur arsonist yeah. for that one day. Oh you're yeah. Like, you're like putting on mailboxes. Like, I see if we can shoot it into that tree and blow this up. Oh, and it's then, like- <laughs> you, then all of a sudden, you're you're into bottle rockets and yeah, no, oh, right. Roman candles. Like I, this uh, is the best. I, I forgot about that. That's a good point. I forgot, but I, yeah, that's a good point. And then you can re-experience you experience that again when you have kids and you go back out there. Yeah, yeah, make yeah. sure they're doing it safely and everything. Well, and when sure. my kids were little, they're now all in their 20s and uh, got one that's married. But when we were – your neighborhood seems like a good trick-or-treat neighborhood where you live. Oh, it's a good one, yeah. when, when we were – my kids were little, we lived down in Kyle in a, a neighborhood called Plum Creek. And it was one of these – there were we, – they would hit so many houses in a one-hour period because all the houses are real close together. Oh, and yeah. It's got, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a good neighborhood for kids. Uh, and it's at the time is what we could afford. You know, 25 years, 20 years ago. And so we end up – these kids would go out, and they would come back with yeah. – it would be unbelievable how much candy they would You guys buy. got big lots out here. Yeah. So your big lots. Yeah, yeah this is not – Onion Creek where we are now yeah. is not a great yeah. – because it's, it's an older community in a See, lot of places. Up in the front, they do some – Westlake's like that too, but Westlake give you – you get the full-size candy bars and some really nice chocolate. They give you some of that Ghirardelli. You get some of that nice, really high-priced chocolate if you're Westlake. Well, I will so, say yeah, – They don't have sidewalks all the time and sometimes really big lots so you can't hit a ton of houses, but you may get more bang for your buck in value in a, in a uh, neighborhood like Westlake. You're just thinking quantity. Huh? Oh, no, we, oh, oh, they sound. We went to River Oaks a couple of times and went trick-or-treating. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we went to some richer neighborhoods. Oh, there's no doubt. We didn't hit a lot of – we hit like that's a few, one thing with I, one block and just go boom, one block, and they got full-size Snickers bars and full-size Three Musketeers. It's a beautiful thing. That's one thing I never did. I never left my own neighborhood to go oh. poach another neighborhood. That we was did no, that. We did it. Uh, but our neighborhood where I was in Plum Creek and people who know that neighborhood would – and there are a lot of neighborhoods like it now. But, man, you could – they are – the houses are close together. There's a lot of lights. There's a lot of people out. It just became a big scene mm-hmm. and then our three kids would come back and they would just have so much candy it would be unbelievable would what would we do with all this would you do you ration ha- it you got to ration it would you have a candy tax when the kids came in that 
uh, did you have uh, well, to? Well, remember that was back. Levy when, a candy tax <laughs> for sure. Um, but then, because at that time, that's when my wife and I were working split shifts, and I was doing radio in the morning and the evenings. So I had the kids all day. So I would pick them up not all day, but when they would come home from school, yeah, that's when they wanted the candy, and I had to be the oh, police. Oh, you had to be the bad guy. Get your homework bad done, you know. But then you use it as as barter. I mean, get your homework done. You know, finish your assignment. Then you can have piece candy. Then you go play. All that kind of. That's, would you have? That's to, like a, candy's good for parents. Would you control the candy? Yes. Or they have access to the candy well yes you would try to but there would always be the the, the vagrant that would steal some pilfer some into his bedroom somehow yeah because no i what i would do was and i was and I, I was i was just too smart for my own damn good when i would come home i knew my mom and dad were going to take the bag of candy so i would stash my own bag of candy outside in a separate place in the backyard and i would go get it later so i'd have a bag in my room and then they would be like you want some of your candy i'd be like sure so i'd be like no nah, i'm okay but i had my own candy i knew my mom and dad were going to try to ration my candy and live your candy tax that's ridiculous my candy i earned that candy but mama trying to teach me about taxes later on. Yeah. You can earn that, but then Uncle Sam's going to take well, you. Let me tell you about my kids. My kids are so brilliant. They would do the same thing. I knew it. But then they would take it up in their room, and they'd leave the wrappers everywhere. And I'd be like, dude, how dumb are you? If you would just, if you would just hide the evidence, no one would know. You're but, too lazy to hide it. You can't just find a trash can somewhere. So they just basically eat candy in the bed, just throwing the wrapper to the side of the oh, bed. I wonder where you got all that. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, you're right. That's a lesson learned. You got to, hey, you got to cover And I'm trying up. to be the good parent and say, okay, you shouldn't hey. be doing that. But I, but me, I'm going, dude, just hide it. Just hide the evidence and you would have been scot-free. You would like, have been good. Do you think it's not going to get seen that you got all this candy wrappers up here? <laughs> all you have to do is find a receptacle somewhere and no one's going to know, man. Uh, you got to kind of, stash that in the kitchen trash underneath, all right, at the bottom of the kitchen trash. Mama don't look there. She doesn't go through the right. kitchen trash. Not that I'm trying to <laughs> but that is part of that's what I like that you already do. Okay, so yeah, so every you, kid's uh, doing that. Oh yeah, they all do. They yeah, all do. but because candy is candy, man. Candy's currency as a kid, man. You, I remember trading candy when I went to school. I remember be like, hey man, I don't want these sweet tarts. You want these? Like I want some. Uh, yeah, candy everybody likes something different. And you're jerkers or whatever. Yeah. You're a Snickers guy. I'm a Snickers guy, and Nestle Crunch are my two kind of chocolate go-tos. But if I if I get really fancy chocolate, I'll get some of that Ghirardelli or some of that world's finest chocolate. I mean, I'm a chocolate fiend, man. Yeah, fiend. Even yeah. to this day, I still I still will overindulge. I have to stop myself. <laughs> I will not. I'm pretty good at that. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like Ty. I don't have a real sweet tooth. Ooh, my, my, my weaknesses are like uh, anything salty, like chips and uh, you know, yeah. uh, tortilla chips yeah, and potato chips and yeah. that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm pretty good. Oh, on, so you're good on Halloween. Then. You didn't have to deal with. The oh, but temptation. I do like chocolate. I mean, I, I mean, I love a Snickers bar, and that's what we talked about earlier. I don't. I can't eat a whole Snickers or a Milky Way, but they give me those. You give me those little square ones. Ooh, little, little bite those size. Little nuggets. Oh yeah, those little right. Snicker nuggets. Those are dangerous. Those, those are dangerous. Are, those are dangerous because you look up and you pop like. Five, 15 of those during the game, you're like, oh, no, that's not good. <laughs> oh. Well, then when you got kids, and that's why you got to watch out that candy because then you go to see Dr. Eckert, and it's like, oh, man. Oh, yeah. Trust Teeth me. are a mess. I already know Dr. Eckert will give me a good talking to <laughs> when I go there about it. I'm already ready for it. One other thing about Halloween, so we're talking about Halloween. I'm going to wrap up the conversation. This is how you know Halloween is also an underrated holiday overall. It's got theme songs. And yeah. not every holiday has theme songs. Not every holiday gets the theme songs like that. Like Thanksgiving is a great holiday. No theme songs. No, is that nobody gives a holiday? Th- Christmas has great theme songs. Theme songs for Christmas. You know, you just don't have any for Thanksgiving is like a t- when you're an adult. Thanksgiving is like what top three holiday for you? Football, food, family. So yeah, an awesome yeah, holiday. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no theme songs. Nobody gets in the mood. Like when you had Christmas, you got Christmas songs. Halloween's got Halloween songs. 
Uh, Fourth of July, you just play like American, Americana, whatever it is. It's for me well, you know what holiday I liked? It's not even a holiday, but you know what day I liked as a kid that then I started to resent as an adult was Valentine's Day. When you were oh, a kid. Oh, that's true. And you would take the uh, the Valentine's to all the people in your elementary and that's you get true. to Good flirt point. with the hot chicks. And that's and candy involved. Candy. A lot of candy on, on, on Valentine's Day. And girls are being sweet to you all oh, out of blue. That's and then, true. You learn who likes you. You learn who likes you. Now, yes. You got that extra card with the extra writing. That's Ooh. right. And then you get to be older, and you're like, oh, man, this is rigged. <laughs> it is rigged, though. It's true. It's a great point. This is all rigged. It's a lopsided holiday. Let's admit it. Come on, man. Valentine's Day, it's for, it's for one side of the relationship, and usually if that's either women or whatever side, that's it. Not, oh, yeah. not both sides are celebrated no, no. in a relationship that's right. in Valentine's that's right. Day. It's kind of rigged, but uh, at the same okay. time, I don't mind. good stuff right there. And mind. there are some theme songs. Uh, we're going to talk to uh, – we'll go behind the burn orange curtain here more from Sark coming up. This says, kids flush evident. That's too funny. That's there true. you go. Yeah, it's a good point. Flush it, man. But you don't want to teach them that. I just, I, But I was like, y'all, come on. I'm just like chiding them. Like, really? <laughs> but uh, You've gone to this extent yes. to hide your little private stash of candy, and you don't even take the next step to just hide it. The evidence. Uh, the evidence. Yeah, I mean, it's too on. obvious here, bro. I agree. Uh, I agree. All right, Kiss, the, Kiss Destroyer out. Album was was me was it for me as a kid? Then Van Halen, then Bon Jovi, then Def Leppard. See, well that texture and I must be about the same. I was age. Say, and it sounded exactly at your maturation. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yes. well, I, you know, I, I never got really well. Bon Jovi, I did like. I actually liked Brian Adams more in the '80s, and then it was uh, hmm. never really got into Def Leppard. I don't know why. I actually I do know why. My brother hated Def Leppard. He thought they were uh, fake and pop. See? There you go. So he, we'd always get you were in influenced. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we used to get from getting fights over whether Journey is good or not. And I'd be like, Journey's really good. They're a super group. Wow, Rick. you guys were. Well, he was really into the metal. Right, he ended were, up in a rock and roll. Music but... snobbery right there, though, in the family. Oh yeah, you know, he was serious about. Yeah. Well, that's what my uncle uncle had taught him and my cousin. They, no, no, they, they got, went to the shows. Yeah, they, yeah. yeah. The, you know, there are levels to this. Van Halen, Aerosmith, <laughs> Led are. Zeppelin. These these are the bands. Indeed. Be, when it gets into pop, it becomes junk and all that kind of stuff. I love all right. It. Uh, okay, so this is I used to sell vending machines. Snickers was number one seller every time. Hey, I'm telling you, man, Snickers is if you go Satisfied. candy rankings overall, all time candy rankings. I don't know how Snickers doesn't make it on that Mount Rushmore. Oh, it is. I don't think there's all any time, doubt about right? that. All time, right? All time, it's definitely. It's there. on. It's it's on the candy. It's probably the representative for candy bar. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Everybody has their own opinion, but I think if you added it up for most people. Candy bar, Mount Rushmore, because you only if you're going by categories. Yeah, candy bar. You're right. The bar of candy would yeah, be would be Snickers. Right. Hershey's would be strong. Hershey's is strong in there just because of how how classic it is and iconic. It's classic, but, but I don't eat. It's not I don't eat. I don't exactly. Who eats a Hershey bar these days? Not 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 adults. Adults eat Snickers. Hershey bars. You eat for that kids. if you're making a s'more. Yeah, exactly. It's what the kids are taking while you're making a s'more. No real adults eating like a plain old Hershey's. You're eating a Snickers. All right, you want more variety. That's all. That's, that's my take on it. I'm not too passionate yeah, I'm with about you on it. that. I'm just throwing it out there. Oh, yeah. no, I, I'm with you yeah, on that. I want a Snickers, actually. <laughs> Sounds pretty good. Uh, and Ty doesn't need a lot of candy either, but um, are you, where, where are we on candy corn? Oh, over, it's overrated. Gross. I mean, it's pretty gross. It's like a wax. I don't, I don't, I don't hate it, but yeah. Candy corn is to Halloween as peeps are to Easter, right? Oh, I Correct. hate peeps. <laughs> I just can't stand them. Oh, that's just disgusting. Little yeah. marshmallow things? Yeah. Oh. I, I don't like I don't like marshmallows that much though unless I'm in hot chocolate. Ooh, I and like you know marshmallows. What? Hot chocolate is coming up now. Now we got the weather cold. Certain things you can't have when it's hot. 
You can have hot chocolate when it gets cold, though. Got to have hot chocolate. Ooh, I'm breaking that out tonight. Uh, Hershey probably. with almonds would be strong. Hey, that's legit now. See, that's what I'm saying. Not a plain Hershey still. Hershey with almonds. Yeah, when you said the Nestle's Crunch together. thing, that hit me because I'm like, Ooh. I hadn't thought about that in a while. But those, like, the little nuts. Oh, the little crispies and rice crispies in, in there. there. Those Golly. are fantastic. That's a great combination. And well, I, where, Where's M&M's on this thing? It's, a, it's not a bar. But where's Eminem's on your candy rank? It's got to be pretty high because Eminem is pretty, you know, iconic. Pretty high. That's on. That's on Mount Rushmore. Yeah, I think Ty said he's a he's a peanut Eminem guy. Like I think that would be, that would be the strong representative for the pieces, just the pieces. Oh, like Reese's. Because you got Reese's pieces, you've got um, yeah, you know M&Ms, yeah. just little old one little thingy ding. Reese's is strong. I don't even eat Reese's, but I I respect peanut butter it. cups. I, like, I, I don't eat them, but I respect them. Why? Because I'm not a peanut. I had too much peanut butter and jelly as a child. And now I can't have peanut butter. I basically, my, I can't, my palate won't even allow it. It disgusts me now. But I ate it as a child. My mom said like every day for like five years. Like peanut butter and jelly and yeah, stuff? Yeah, and she said basically now, basically <laughs> I, my, my palate rejects it. It's I like had your it white much. condiments thing? Pretty much, yeah. I just had too much. And my body's like, no, you don't want that anymore. But so I, now I can't love... have peanut butter in my candy. Yeah, they, if you put a Snickers bar next to a Reese's peanut butter Ooh. cup, a little, little two-pack two of them. I, I, it'd be tough. Really? Especially, okay. if you, especially if you put the Reese's peanut butter cups in the fridge. Oh, that's my or wife the, loves that. Yeah. She's a big, cold candy one. She likes Kit Kats cold. Yeah, those are good. Yeah, she's a big cold. That's why even her Snickers, I told her just to get the ice cream Snickers because she puts Snickers in the fridge. She wants some cold. I'm like, just get ice cream Snickers. <laughs> right? Isn't that basically the same thing? I don't get that. Anyway, okay, real, one real quick candy uh, fact about me before we move on. I, I, feel like I don't eat peanut M&M's. I eat the plain M&M's. Me too. But I eat them with peanuts, separate peanuts. That's weird. That is weird. That's weird. That's, exactly. That's the uniqueness to you, my friend. That is strange, isn't it? But I don't I eat the peanut M&M's. And how about this? I don't know if you ever had this. This is our, the people that are – we're talking about music in my age group. There was a stretch as a, as a kid where the Snickers got passed by the whatchamacallit. <laughs> Do you remember that? I remember the remember whatchamacallit. What was in a whatchamacallit? I don't know. I but remember I, it, though. It was a popular in the candy Because I know this, because here's what's our, like, we, we, in the summers in Houston, we would go to the pool. Well, actually, we'd go to the creek in the morning, go down to Cypress Creek. Oh, yeah. And we'd ride bikes, and we had all these trails and jumps and all this stuff. You'd get good and sweaty, then you'd go to the pool, because it didn't open until 11. Then you'd jump in the pool and swim for all. Then you'd go over to the, to the food center, which was right across the street, and then you could get some candy. And I, oh. there was a point where it was dang, it was dang near really? every day. I'd get a whatchamacallit. Yeah, man. I don't think I've ever had a whatchamacallit in my life. I, I remember it. It became a deal for me. I want to know what's in it, though. Whatchamacallit. Yeah, I wonder what's in a whatchamacallit. Here we go. Because what, whatchamacallit's got a lot of stuff in it, I know, just like Snickers do. Candy bar. Uh, yeah, it's got a bunch of stuff. It's got a bunch of stuff. See, I'm not – there's some candy bars. Like, I'm not a Three Musketeers man. I'm not a oh, almond joyous kind of gross to me. So I, don't I like never like. I, I don't like coconut, Rod. I don't. Me like neither. Candy. I can't do coconut. Me and you on the same page. So anything there. with coconut, I'm out on that. I'm out on that too, bro. No All coconut right. candy. The whatchamacallit became a, a big deal. All right, we'll come back. <laughs> we'll get some behind the burn orange curtain I'm stuff with Rod. Googling whatchamacallit to see what's in I'm it. I'm looking at it right now. What's in it then? What yeah, did they say? Came out in 19. I'm like, uh, was was it discontinued? It says here. Um, yeah, why'd they discontinue? So it must not have been that There is no clear answer to whether the whatchamacallit car has been disconnected, discontinued. Um, but oh, they, yeah. they changed some of the ingredients in it, actually. Probably, okay, there you go. Probably had, like, bad stuff in it or something <laughs> like that. They all have bad stuff in them. <laughs> exactly. That's why they took it off the shelf, didn't tell anybody. All right, we're back. Uh, behind the burn orange curtain, we'll get back. But you'll take your favorite candies, music that influenced you way too early in your life uh, that you still remember, also all these fun topics. Because it's the fabulous fifth hour, and it's Halloween. And, yes, sir. And it's fun. Talk about with Ian Rodby.
Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers. Hook them up. 1019 AM 1260. The Horn. Creed. Ty has told us uh, breaking news, breaking news. Creed is going on a reunion tour on their strength of their rebirth thanks to the Texas Rangers. Sure that that, Rod? They're going back on a, on a reunion tour. Uh, well, I think they got a smart publicist. Remember I said they don't take advantage of this you know, virality, them trending. Um, because the Rangers have made them kind of the unofficial mojo mascot for this World Series run, then they got a bad publicist. They need to fire them or her or him right away and find somebody new. So I'm glad they're doing this because they probably have gotten more hits, impressions on social media. They've gotten a long time because the Rangers have brought back a lot of the, the songs. And I bet this happens all the time, too, because there have been studies done about it, that if you can go viral, if you can just go viral for whatever reason, if you're an artist or a musical group of some kind, that your iTunes hits and downloads. Oh, yeah. Everybody and, starts and remembering that music. Yes. Oh, yeah, I want to put this back on my yes, list. Yes, exactly right. Like people playing that, people go, actually, I kind of like that song. I'm going to put that song in my iTunes right now. I was young. I'm not need a workout song. That's a good one yes, to like, run to. exactly. Like Britney Spears actually recently experienced it with the, uh, with the Wim- Wimby issue. Remember the Wimby thing that oh, happened? Yeah. And she got into, I don't know what her, happened. Her Wimby book came out yesterday. Stuff. Yes, and that's probably why she was also. And apparently, Justin Timberlake's left the country. <laughs> I know. Is yeah, I've heard the story about her uh, reveal yeah, and, uh, about her yeah. and Justin Timberlake. Yeah, and didn't. And that's probably something you let Justin Timberlake know you're going to write in a book. I hope uh, so she you know, did. She, she didn't. She didn't. No. She just did it. Uh, yeah. That's I mean, like even if you're gonna put it in there, just give him the heads up. What so she, he what she have his own statement What did she say? She had an abortion when she they had, were dating. Uh, yeah. That was the reveal. Yeah. So now he's having to answer questions about it. But, you know, I don't know if he even knew or whatever was going on in that. But either way, that's something. Hey, just heads up, Justin. I'm going to put this in the book, uh, FYI. Maybe they don't talk anymore. Yeah. Hey, hey whatchamacallit, the so candy bar. Creed will Which be in, in Dallas, Houston, and San Antonio, by the way. Not Austin. So I will be going to Dallas. Oh, so they're just playing like they're just playing. <laughs> this is smart, too. They're doing a little Texas tour no, with the it's, Rangers. No, it's 40 cities. Catering to their fan base. 40 cities. Oh, 40 cities? Yeah. It's, okay. a, it's, a, it's, yeah. it's a long tour. They're, they're really – they're really stepping up here. Hey, they need, they need the Rangers to win the World Series, so the Rangers will go on all the national shows and talk about the Creed, and then they'll play the Creed, and then people will If they get win that. the whole thing, they Yes, will. and then people will start to, oh, oh, man, I remember that song. I recognize that song, and they'll go look for it, and they'll go search for it, and they'll download it. That's what you're hoping. All right, so, yeah. Rod, I looked up the whatchamacallit, and it's still debatable whether you can find them anywhere. But the original candy bars, were, this is why I like them. Because it was, I like Snickers because it's got a lot of stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Think about what all this had. It was made of peanut butter, okay. coated in a thin layer of chocolate. All right. I like that. And then inside the chocolate and the, and the peanut butter, you had caramel, uh-huh. peanut-flavored crisps. Oh, peanut-flavored crisps. Yes. Oh, it's different. Uh, and you had some, some, it just had a lot of flavor to it. Yeah. So you'd bite into that thing and be like, oh, so my gosh. It was kind of a different version of a Snickers because it had a yes. combination of, like, yep. three, four different things. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then a nice, okay, I like that. Because I know my, my, that Milky Way and Snickers are my three favorite. Yeah. Did you ever like the. Uh, you ever like the, the Baby Ruth? No. Baby too Ruth many nuts, was. Too many nuts. Yeah, it was a, it was a peanuts. But, uh, yeah, Baby Ruth wasn't bad. It was not named after Baby Ruth, was it? I don't I believe never, so. Yeah, I think that people just thought that was the case, but it wasn't. It was somebody named somebody's kid named Ruth. <laughs> no, I think it was like yeah, I think it's like actually nothing to do with Beirut. Right. But I could be off about that, but Is I will it? I will say this about the the candy. 
I actually, you know, back in the day, I, got, I went through a sweet phase where, and I don't know where you put these in the category too, with, away from the chocolate altogether, where we're just talking about the sweet tarts yeah, yeah. and the tear jerkers and the whatever. I like, I like gobstoppers. Yeah, man. That's a whole other genre of candy right there, right? I Nerd. did like the gobstoppers. nerds? Nerds. Oh, nerds are so bad for your teeth. They, those blew up terrible. too right in that day, that time. Oh, yeah, it was almost man. like crack. Then, it really was. Because that would lead you to like what did that little crackle stuff, the stuff oh. that would like pop in your mouth. Oh yes, pop rocks. Pops rocks. Pop, pop rocks. rocks. Yeah, no doubt. Remember then pop rocks. You put that in your soda pop. Oh, oh man. man, and then remember the. Uh, you remember so Fun unhealthy. Dip back in the day? Fun Dip. Yep. Where it's just that know. sounds very very healthy. It was. Oh, I mean, was very so, very cleanly. It was so. Oh yeah, it was terrible. You <laughs> use that little stick. Passing it around. You pass it around to people. They put their finger in there. It's like a heroin needle. Stick it in your mouth. Just pass around cold germs and flu yeah, germs. Yeah, of course, right man. We're that. kids. We're kids. That's good stuff. Uh, but That's did good you ever stuff. like Three Musketeer, the nougat? I was the not. The unexplainable uh, nougat? I was not in the Three Musketeers. My dad liked Three Musketeers. My dad was into the worst. My dad had a terrible candy taste. I, I used to want to steal candy from him because he used to buy a lot of it. it was, he used to have paydays in the house. Paydays. <laughs> paydays are the worst candy bar. Isn't it terrible? Yeah. He would have like K-Days and like scores. Remember scores? No. Ugh, because it was horrible. It was a terrible piece of candy. My dad would stockpile the worst candy in the house. I don't know if he did it. Because he knew I wanted to eat the candy. And if he got real, like, he would get like Snickers every now and then. I eat like four of those things. The six pack, I eat like four of them in a day. And he would come yell at me because I would be stealing all the candy. Great uh, great point on the text line that says, I wonder how he will download the Friends theme song this week. Probably uh, yep, so. No doubt. Great point. That's a great point about that. You're right. Anytime, yeah, anytime an artist dies, unfortunately, for them, but for everybody else, their music downloads oh, yeah. and, and buys. Brings a, just puts it back to the top of the top of the mind. Uh, okay, this says, uh, Ty likes Creed, but not the Beatles. What a bozo. I won't read the final Hold adjective. Up, Hold up. When did, when did Ty say he didn't like the Beatles? You said that, Ty? I, did, I didn't say I dislike the Beatles. I just don't. I don't, I don't. You think they're overrated. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? Nothing wrong with that because I once said, and I truly believe it, that Elvis was overrated. But it doesn't mean he's still not great. Yeah, you you can be, be overrated in one of the great It's still be awesome. Yes, yeah. exactly. You can be overrated and be awesome. It, it happens all the time. Sports, overrated, but still amazing. Yeah, well, <laughs> what not? What is not overrated is the importance of this football game that's yes, coming sir. up on Saturday. Longhorns in K State, part of a tremendous day of college football in the Big Twelve and around the country. I mean, you've got uh, the big games all day in the Big Twelve: Texas and uh, Kansas State, four and one, four and one; Oak State and Oklahoma, four one, four one. And then at night, out in Ames, Iowa, you've got four uh, one Iowa State hosting Kansas, oh, yeah. fresh off their biggest win in the program's had in a while. Uh, so it's a really good day. Also, outside of that, Rod, you got LSU, Alabama. I tell you a quick number before we go behind the burn orange curtain. Give it to me. If Jaden Daniels were to win that game and they were to beat Alabama, LSU beats Alabama. I don't think they're going to. Okay. But I'll let you think about this. If Jaden Daniels beats Alabama for a second straight year, he would be the first quarterback to beat a Nick Saban coach team in back-to-back years since. Oh, back-to-back years beating Nick. I don't know. That's a good one. Ty should know. Ty, you should know who this is. Um, but you won't. Drew Brees. When Drew Brees was the quarterback at Purdue and Nick oh, Saban was the head coach at Michigan State. State. Oh, that's the I'm last thinking time. thinking Alabama. You're right. That's the last. That, well, that just yells you how great Nick Saban. That's the last time a quarterback has beaten wow, Nick Saban in back-to-back stat. years. <laughs> Damn, that's <laughs> a good stat. That is fantastic. Yeah, that's pretty good. I, like, I didn't – yeah, because I, I was thinking about like, who did it? 
Nobody. I was like, what great quarterback did it? Yeah, that's right, because nobody did at Bama. Not at LSU? <laughs> yeah. Not with the Bama yeah, Crimson Yeah, you're right. That's you not. beat me once, okay. Michigan State, is. I, I kept thinking, I was like, where did you do it? There you go. True, that that's why I said Tyson, because, of course, they're both Westlake chaps. All right, let's go behind. The, the other big game is USC-Washington. I don't know how good of a game that's going to be. but Man, it's It'll be, be a shootout for the first two quarters, and then Washington, Washington will pull away, because Washington has a defense. It is at USC. <laughs> kind of be Lincoln's last stand kind of deal. Uh, but, yeah, there's some great games. We already told you about the NFL games coming up with the Ted line today. Let's get to uh, Behind the Burn Orange Curtain. And they were all asking themselves the same question. What is behind that curtain? All right, Sark spoke to the media yesterday, of course, with his Monday press conference. And I will hear from Sark uh, talking about uh, the uh, K-State defense, which – Tomorrow I'm going to break down for you guys. We'll talk about the three high, three down. The dreaded. Ooh, speaking of what's scary. You know what's scary for Sark? The three high, three down. Ooh. It's ghoulish. <laughs> it's ghoulish. <laughs> so we'll talk about how scary the three high, three down is for Sark uh, after Halloween. Uh, but that's one thing that is also scary, and this is one thing why I haven't picked this game yet. I haven't picked, and I'm still breaking it down watching some film because prior to the season, E, I picked K-State as one of the losses. Now, I picked Bama. I picked the two losses for me for Texas. I have them going 10-2 and two, were Bama and K-State. Now, they beat Bama, but then they lost to Oklahoma. So now I'm rethinking, am I still going to have this as one of the two losses, or am I going to have Texas basically as an 11-1 and one team throughout the regular season? Um, so that's the, that's the question I'm dealing with. And the reason that I'm still contemplating, even though I think Texas is really good, you know, there are – Three kind of kind of three main factors really when I try to pick games: head coach, <laughs> quarterback. Yeah. Right? Head coach and QB are the top two really factors that I look at when I'm trying to pick games. Who has that advantage? Head coach and quarterback. And then third, I usually look at you know kind of something matchup based between those two teams. For this, for, honestly, for this game, it could be red zone, offense and defense. It yep. could be third down. You brought this up yesterday. Third down. Yeah. Third down's really big in this game. Hell, Sark said, forget third down, first down's going to be big. He said, if we don't win first down, we're going to be in third and long the whole damn game, and that's really bad for Malik. So usually third, it can be a number of different things. But when I look at head coach and quarterback, it's hard for me not to give K-State the edge. Yeah. Just right now, right, just because Chris Kleiman, you know, might have accomplished a little bit more than Sark. I mean, the guy – Won the Big 12 <laughs> last year. Uh, hadn't beaten Sark, though. But he's won the Big 12. He's a damn good coach. We know that. Uh, Dana Hogan, I believe, says he's the best coach in America. Remember he said that before they, their game? So, Chris Kleiman's a damn good coach. And they don't just have their starting quarterback. They got dose of them babies. They two got two of them. They yeah. got two of them they play. So, what I'm really struggling is when I look at, you know, two of my main factors in choosing game. Who has the head coach advantage? Who got the quarterback advantage? Two of the biggest factors in football. I think K-State may have those advantages. Right now, uh, I feel it feels right. I, get, I mean, yeah. I think I'm with you on that. It's how you, you look at games, coach, quarterback, home field. Texas has home field. Right. You yeah. gotta lean that way. Uh, trends are always big. Sark has beaten climbing twice. Uh, there, there's a little bit there too. Um, but same time, head coach um, and quarterback. I mean, usually in football, those are the two things we look at. Oh, they got a great head coach, got a great quarterback. That gives you a distinct advantage. But I haven't picked yet. Would, I think your, would your opinion be different if, if Quinn were playing in healthy? Yes. Okay. 
Yeah, yes, that would be, be my thought, yes, too. Yes, exactly. Because they, they wouldn't have an advantage at quarterback. Maybe it'd be a draw, a push, something like that. Right. But, you know, having your backup quarterback and there was only made one start, I think it's reasonable to give the advantage to the team who has a veteran quarterback and playing another young quarterback. Well, and they're the reigning def- the Big 12 champs. Exactly, right? So that is it. that's the only reason I'm a little hesitant to pick Texas in this game just flat out. Let's hear from Sark talking about those K-State quarterbacks. Avery, Avery Johnson is the young player uh, that they got at quarterback, and he's dynamic, but Will Howard is the veteran. Um, and here's Sark talking about those uh, K-State Wildcat quarterbacks. Well, you know, th- their scheme really doesn't change, you know, and, and they're both really good players. Obviously, Howard has a ton of experience. Uh, he played against us, shoot, three years ago here and started against us. Um, the, the young kid is, is new to it, but in the end, they're still running their same stuff, a little bit different style. Howard definitely has the long speed. We saw that. The, the freshman, he is really quick and, and dynamic with the ball in his hand. So you kind of get a lot of the same plays and the passing concepts and things, and, um, but they do roll them. And then what they kind of it feels like they're doing is who's the hot hand. And when a guy starts getting hot, that's who they, that's who they kind of roll with. And obviously last week it was pretty much exclusively Howard. That doesn't mean that this game's going to go the exact same way. I think they get a feel for how the game is going. Yeah, um, I th- and I think now it seems like they're they're leaning a little bit more toward Howard and using Avery Johnson as, you know, really the insurance policy that if Howard is playing well, okay, then now we can just situationally supplement Avery Johnson in there. If Will Howard is looking like Will spill the pill, Howard, then maybe the young Avery Johnson can either split time or he can be our kind of main focus at the quarterback position. Either way, they have two viable options at quarterback and they have an insurance policy behind either one of these guys who's not playing well. And Texas doesn't have that insurance policy. <laughs> if Malik, Je- Malik Murphy's not playing well, you better make it work. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you got. Make it work. Well, and it, the other part is one of the advantages Texas has had all year is their interior, their D-line. Well, that's a strength for K-State, too. Yep. The interior of their O-line is maybe the best in the Big 12. Yep. So even if it's a stalemate, that's advantage K-State because Texas has been dominating people up front uh, in the interior of Sweat and Murphy in that rotation. If you don't dominate, how does that impact your defense that are used to seeing the front, in front guys in front of them dominate? What if it is just a stalemate and they lose some of those battles? Now all of a sudden Jalen Ford, David Benda, uh, those linebackers are dealing with more – with more right. uh, traffic. That's a, and, that's a, and that's a great point. We talked about this with Jalen Ford. Shout out to my man Jerry Hamilton from inside Texas and on Texas. He said, he predicted Jalen Ford will have a great game versus BYU, have his, one of his best games of the year. Um, and his reasoning was, well, he's not going to be in conflict. The, the quarterback run game won't be an option. Um, they, don't put, uh, they don't have as many uh, ways to put defenders in conflict with motions and with the RPO game as a team like K-State will. K-State will use RPOs to put, def- to, to put defenders in conflict. They'll use motion and misdirection to occupy the eyes of the defender to make him a little step late all right, on analyzing and dissecting the play. And on top of all that, they have a great tight end. They also use and BYU. BYU actually had a decent tight end, but they didn't. They couldn't get him the football. They actually have a really good tight end, one of the best tight ends in the Big Twelve, who occupies the second level where those linebackers are. So if you're a second level defender, life is hell against K State. It is just hell um, because of that really good interior offensive line they have too. But if you're Tavondre Sweat, this is NFL film for you. This is what the scouts want to see. The NFL scout, they, they've seen you dominate. Pro Football Focus has you as the highest graded D tackle right now in the country. 
all right, in the country. Matter of fact, he's the highest. He Right now, uh, if you look at uh, just overall grades for defenders, he's top five grade defender in the country by Pro Football Focus. Yeah. Like overall. And Byron Murphy is also considered. No, he's playing all-American all level. But he really is. Cooper Beebe becomes the, yes, the challenge. So uh, that's the point. Can Tavondre Sweat's dominance, can it translate even in this game against high-level opponents? Uh, that will be uh, the question uh, for, for, for PK and for that, D, for that D tackle room, the interior D line room, which right now is playing like one of the best in the country. Switching up things on the defensive side for K-State. They run, of course, the dreaded three-high, three-down. Sark's got to find the antidote. I think he has tomorrow. I'll break that down and we'll go over that in great detail. Uh, but let's even start talking about the K-State defense and what makes them so unique. Uh, you know, I think they, they play well together. Um, I think they play as a team. Um, I think they've got a good scheme. They're very aggressive. They, they you know, the, it's hard to stay on double teams. They get you off of double teams at the line of scrimmage. The linebackers are downhill players. They're good tacklers, good tacklers in the secondary. Um, and then they force third longs. And when, when you're the majority of your third downs are third and nine plus, uh, then they're able to, to play coverage and rush the passer and get off the field. So um, I, I think it's really critical uh, in this game that uh, you know, we, we've got to win on first down. Um, but but we got to get back to playing our brand of football, and that's a physical brand of football uh, and being detail-oriented and execute. There you go. Um, start saying their brand of football, which is a physical brand of football, they're going to need that physicality versus K-State. Uh, okay, real quick before we get out of here and we're done with this, uh, burn orange, uh, behind the Burn Orange Curtain segment, I got to give a shout-out to CDC and the audio graphics department over there at DKR. Yes. They played the smooth operator. Oh, they did? They played it in the stadium. I got a lot of people. My man Joe Cook inside Texas hit me up, said, oh, Robbie, they did play the smooth operator. They didn't play it right after the touchdown pass. From Malik Murphy. And by the way, his Twitter handle, <clears throat> for those who don't know, is SMV Operator, Smooth Operator. So I suggested after he uh, throws his first touchdown, scores his first touchdown, let's play the Smooth Operator to, uh, you know, show him some love. They didn't play it right after he scored or threw a touchdown pass, but they threw they, they threw it in there, I think, later on in the game. Once they got a comfortable lead, I think they didn't want to showboat too much. <laughs> Unless they knew that young was going to lead them to a win, um, and they threw it in there. So shout out to uh, CDC, because I think CDC uh, gave me a shout out on Twitter and was like, hey, man, we might do something in the DJ booth, and it indeed happened. That's like my fourth or fifth time suggesting something for DKR's stadium experience that they actually use. Call Tyrone for Tyrone Swoops. They used it. Swoops, there it is. All right. They used the oop, there it is for Swoops, there it is. The Wolf Howl for my man uh, Caden Stearns, the Wolf of DKR, and X going to give it to you. Boom, baby. I like it. And you know what? This is y'all ma y'all making this happen. The listeners of this station, of the horn, you guys are the ones that make it happen because without y'all out there um, uh, making sure that the people all right, are getting what they want, this would never happen. So thank y'all for making Smooth it happen. Move operator. There you go. That, of course, is his Twitter handle there, Malik Murphy. Got and he is smooth. He we is got smooth. influence, man. A little bit, yep. Yeah. I never got the uh, basketball side to play Boom Shaka Laka. Boom, oh, yeah, for Shaka. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to get him to play Boom Shaka Laka. You got, did you put it out there on Twitter? No. You got to put it out there on Twitter because then CDC sees it. CDC's the key. CDC, because he's the one that really gives the call, like, yeah, we can do that. They'll go to him with an idea, and he, if he disapproves it, it never happens. But if he approves it. Or they saw it, and Shock was like, no, we're not doing Boom Shock a lot. <laughs> Shock was like, oh, hell no, okay? So not happening. 
Yeah, you're right. Probably could happen that way, too. Yeah. Hey, we come back. It will be uh, what is popping? Let's pop it. Did you see who was at the Detroit game last night? Did you no. see who was at the Detroit game last night? I didn't. On the pregame, on the field? No, I missed this. Who I'll tell this? you next on okay. who. Not who said that. What's popping? What's popping? Promo code whole. All right, Rod. I meant tease on the way to the timeout. Who was at the Lions game last night? It was this guy right here, Jackman Thomas Harlow. Oh, Jack Harlow. Man, he comes up a lot. Jackman Thomas. His name is Jackman. It's an unfortunate a, name. Jackman is it Jackson? Yeah. Jackman. Jackman. I don't think I've ever heard of a Jackman. I know Hugh Jackman, Jackman the actor. Hugh Jackman. Yeah, but that's a last name. Yeah, yeah. He's Jackman. His first name is Jackman? Yeah. I've never heard of a Jackman as, like, the first name of a Jack. Me either. Wow. Jackman. Jackman. Thomas Harlow. Uh, but so he was there last night because apparently he's going to be singing and doing a show at the halftime of the Lions Thanksgiving Day game. Whoever his people are, they want him, like, they basically, they, they want him to be aligned with the key demographics in sports. Like, because he's always doing something sports related, have you not? Well, I would I say a lot of his, sports his was, lyrics are also a lot of sports references too. Yeah, well, I guess I, <laughs> somehow I was sitting here last night getting ready to record the uh, the Eyes on Texas multicast, which, by the way, was popping. That'll be out today. Shout out uh, myself, Mike Craven. Oh, full yeah. recap of the BYU game. Already looking forward to K State. State of this team. Mike always has great perspectives, and uh, that'll be coming out. Look for it uh, on Twitter. We'll put it out. It'll be on YouTube, both the Horn YouTube channel and Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Nice. By the way, we didn't mention Dave Campbell. How about uh, DeSoto beating Duncanville last Saturday? Yeah, that's big. That's That's big in high school football. Wow. That's huge, yeah. DeSoto, uh, in DeSoto, beat Duncanville. Beat him bad, too. Beat him pretty good. Uh, so that was huge in the, the uh, state of Texas. But uh, Mike, always great. That'll be coming out uh, on either YouTube channel and on, C- uh, you know, however you download podcasts, uh, Apple or iTunes, whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. We'll have that out. It's called Eyes on Texas. It's a multicast. But so I was getting ready for that, and then I looked up, and there was Jack Harlow. So I turned it up, and he was talking to – he, he got, it was pretty cool because he was talking about how when he was growing up, his father was a huge Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Okay. And Ryan Clark was sitting there, <clears> and Ryan Clark, he was like, man – you and Palomalu, man. You and pa- you and Palomalu, you were my dude. He you became my- a fan. He yeah. became a fanboy. Yeah, big yeah. fan. He was like a total fanboy. He's like, man, I can't believe you're sitting right here with you. That's cool. Uh, so it was kind of popping last yeah. night. I don't know Jack Harlow or his music, but he is apparently going to play. Who do you think the Cowboys get to play halftime of their game on Thanksgiving? Have you heard this? Not can't be Creed. Oh, it's got to be somebody big time. I mean, I would think. All right, that's a it's center. The Cowboys. It's 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 Super Bowl game, Super Bowl halftime light because it's. But everybody's paying attention. Is it going to be somebody that it, it's in Dallas? Is it in Dallas? Yeah, the Cowboys okay. always play. So it. is it going to be somebody like associated with the community there, in like the city? I'm I'm thinking Creed. If the Rangers win the World Series, uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess you got. Yeah, I guess you could go Creed. That that would actually be a, a pretty nice uh, shout out from Jerry, if he a pretty nice gesture if he would bring in Creed, but. It'd be somebody bigger than Creed. Don't the, doesn't the NFL decide that though? Is that kind of how that works? I'm, I'm well, guessing. Not in Jerry's stadium. Jerry decides what happens in his stadium. Oh, that's You know true. that. <laughs> Jerry's not gonna let the NFL that's tell him true. who to put on his stage. So you ain't telling me nothing. No. Um, uh, I'm trying to think who the Cowboys. Play. Oh, who is uh, uh, Ty? You would know this. Who is the rapper that's uh, from Dallas? The famous rapper, Sassing. Big X the plug. <clears throat> no, he's bigger than him. Big X the plug. The one with all the tats. The one on the tags. Oh, uh, uh, Post Malone. Post Malone. Oh, okay. I don't really even consider him. The Cowboys play Washington. I like how you like, like, oh, you don't like Post Malone? Cowboys play Washington. I do like Post Malone, but he's more popular. He just came out with a country album. I know, like he's all over the place, but he's popular. Several people have said that it's Dolly Parton. (laughs) It's Dolly Parton? Yeah. 
That's amazing. And that ain't joke. He's so, a little old, though, isn't she? I got Twittered on that deal. Yeah, you Remember could when get I, Dolly Varden, dear. So I think, well, but several. Oh, are they, joke, are they joking with you? Even CB <laughs> has said it's Dolly Parton. Oh, well, CB doesn't prank us. Could be yes. CB usually brings legitimate, credible info. Well, because, no, remember, I, I was the one. trust you, CB. Don't violate the trust. I think it was last year when Tennessee was playing really good and they were having ESPN College Game Day there, and somebody, fake Twitter account guy, put out that Dolly Parton was going to be the celebrity <laughs> guest picker. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Dolly Parton's going to be making college football picks. I didn't know she knew anything about college football. That would be, it makes sense, though. I mean, she's, she's, yeah, she's, she's like an American icon. Yeah, Dolly World, and they're at Knoxville. Oh, it no, makes you're perfect right. sense. I see it right here. The Tennessee and Dolly Parton to play halftime during Cowboys Thanksgiving Day game. How old is Dolly Parton now? You know her. 75. You know she's got one of the highest Q scores in the history of the Q score. Q scores is popularity ratings for celebrities. I believe Bill Cosby at one point had the highest Q score in the history of, of American celebrities. Yeah, American celebrities. Uh, and now he's got, the I think, the, mo- the highest negative Q score. And he's just that he knew from being the most popular celebrity and most liked from being the most hated, which we all understand why. Uh, but my point is she also – it was like her, Tom Hanks – uh, Morgan Freeman, Bill Cosby, they've had some of the highest scores in the history of Q-score because everybody loves Dolly Parton. Everybody loves Dolly really Parton. Not a, it's kind of like Nolan Ryan. Like, there's really not a knock. Yeah, exactly. What's the reason you're going to hate on Dolly What's Parton? What's the scandal? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I've also heard that Dolly Parton, she wears so much makeup and the wigs that if she goes around with Nashville Adam? without it, you don't even know that it's her. I can believe that. Like, you would never guess. I can believe that, actually. <laughs> that, yeah, because it allows yeah. her to be anonymous. Yeah, I, I really could believe that. Yeah, Dolly Parton used to be a sex symbol back in the day. Oh, gosh. Used to be a serious she one. She was a stunner back in the day. Nine to five. Was that movie Nine to Five? Nine that to it? five, yeah. Dude, that's, she's in our prime right there. What is it, Little, Whore, that, yeah. Little Whorehouse in Texas? Was yeah, that's that a good one, whore, too. Go back into the 70s when she was looking real good on the Grand Ole Opry. Hey, uh, Ty, do you have a Sex Panther pick? The Spurs play the Suns tonight. Wemby against uh, Kevin Durant. Uh, that's at 9 o'clock tonight. Rangers, of course, Diamondbacks, 7.03, first pitch. Do we have a, uh, a pick there, Ty? We've got an action. Uh, Northern Illinois, minus 5.5 over Central Michigan. Amen. Give me some action. And the Rangers. Not trusting your Rangers tonight, are you? It's a kind of a bullpen game for both teams. No, Heaney revenge Andrew game. Heaney. Heaney will start for the Rangers here. Heaney. Uh, all right. By the way, keep an eye on the trade deadline. Apparently, according to some reports, Jalen Johnson, the Bills corner, is talking – Niners and Bills. Niners and Bills right now talking to the uh, Bills, the Bears about their cornerback. Bears need to says right here that as of ten, uh, about twenty minutes ago, Buccaneers not looking to trade Mike Evans at this point. Oh, that was no. your guy to the Chiefs. So, three o'clock deadline. College football playoff rankings out tonight. Uh, we'll be talking about it. Uh, Ty, have a great one, Rod. Be safe, my friend. We'll see you this at six a.m. tomorrow. Happy Halloween, brother. Happy Halloween. Yeah, don't be scaring anybody and get that little baby (laughs) uh, something to chew on. Everybody have a wonderful one. We'll do it again at 6 a.m. tomorrow. Go Rangers.